Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with the three winners of the Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award, or APSIPA, in the Biosphere Sustainability category, InnoCSR, Package Plus, and Storyware. With a gradual increase of global risks, how can we develop innovative practices to ensure a future where sustainability will become mainstream? The Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award is established to explore dynamic social innovation models in the Asia-Pacific and to motivate more changemakers to contribute to social innovation, discovering and celebrating social innovation partnerships that connect diverse stakeholders and make significant social impacts. Partnership cases are required to set the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, as their core value. The award sets motivating social innovation partnerships as its purpose, integrating the 17 SDGs sorted into three categories, biosphere sustainability, inclusive business, and social prosperity. Three winners were chosen from each category, and there was one special jury prize chosen by the judging panel. The purpose of the Biosphere Sustainability Award is to encourage cases of social innovation partnerships devoted to environmental protection and sustainability, acknowledging that a favourable natural environment is fundamental to all human activities. So I'm really proud and happy to be here with the three respective founders and winners today, Sam Yunsuk Lee, Alan Ye and Quan Chen. Sam Lee is the founder and group CEO of InnoCSR and has a long and respected history of supporting global sustainability endeavours. InnoCSR's core strategy, also known as their impact technology, is to help green technology companies to go to different developing countries and achieving both social and economic goals. InnoCSR currently focuses on good bricks system in Nepal, introducing its non-fired brick manufacturing technology, achieving both environmental and economic success. And in his roles prior to InnoCSR, Sam was client partner for Trilogy China in the automotive division and consultant for UNICEF China in public sector fundraising. Sam holds an MBA degree from the China Europe International Business School and a BA from Korea University. He's the author of China MBA and the co-author of Green Leadership in China. Alan Ye is a serial entrepreneur with three founding experiences before he founded Package Plus in 2019. One of his entrepreneurship experiences was operating an online store. Shocked by the pollution behind the e-commerce industry, Alan started to think, how can we enjoy their convenient life, but also take our environment into account? Then the idea of Package Plus came out. So it's an eco-friendly circular packaging solution for e-commerce. Through the circulatory system, Package Plus are building 
Alan hopes to create a new interaction between seller, buyer, and logistics. And moreover, Alan is dedicated to raising public awareness of responsibility and sustainable consuming behavior. Package Plus aims to give everyone a chance at choosing a greener consuming future and to bring a sustainable future for our next generation. And finally, Quan Chen is the founder of Storywear. Storywear is a zero-waste fashion brand which produces ready-to-wear product and accessories from recycled denim and fabric. The business's deep route to social enterprise, working closely with women in need and executing firmly in the circular economy. Before starting the sustainable fashion business, Quan finished her master dissertation about sustainable fashion in London. She also has 15 years experience in fashion, advertising and trading. And Quan is not the first time startups entrepreneur. She started a trading company importing eco-friendly products from Europe to Asia. And then she successfully sold the business a few years ago. The product still widely sells in China and Taiwan. Quan currently lives between Taipei and London. She's the part-time lecturer in Ming Chuan University, International Department for Fashion Innovation major. And Storywear also manages a content platform on Storywear, constantly reporting sustainable fashion content from both cities. Quan strongly believes changing consumer behavior can have a great impact on the fashion industry. So it's a huge thank you to all of you for joining us today. Thanks very much for your time. Now. Let's kick things off by hearing a little bit about your projects, the impact that they're creating, and what led to your passion in social innovation. Sam Lee, would you like to kick off, please? Sure. Thank you very much. Our project started from Nepal's problem. Nepal produces about 6 billion fired bricks from their brick kilns, and they are responsible for 30% of air pollution, approximately. Of course, some do well. Some are managed very poorly on the brick kilns. We at NOCSR, we manufacture and distribute soil stabilizer. It's a specialty chemical that can bind between soil and cement. And with, the, with this composition of soil cement and our soil stabilizer, we move the composition into a brick pressing machine and we can make a non-fire bricks. This good bricks system that we call started 2.5 years ago in Nepal. And now we're distributing, we finished the pilot project and we, are, we have commercialized from late 2019. We are expecting to reduce about three to 4,000 tons of CO2 per every manufacturing brick press machine that our technology adopters adopt. And this gives us a statistics of figure by 2025, we will be eliminating about 1.5 million tons of CO2 each year from Nepal from about 300 to 500 machines that our technology adopters will adopt. My passion in social innovation started when I started working for UNICEF in, in China for private sector fundraising. I saw a huge gap between private sector and public sector, and that led me to think that we have a role to play. So I started in OCSR in 2008 from Shanghai and moved to current headquarters in Korea in 2014. In OCSR was first involved in 
consulting Fortune 500 companies for the first 10 years of its company on sustainability based on ESNG. And that has given us a lot of insights and networks and business know-hows between different stakeholders, especially in the global context with different local governments, central governments, different NGOs, social enterprises, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's what led us to our current position. We hope that we can make a very good impact in Nepal. And we will be distributing also this in Latin America and also some parts of Africa as well. There's some huge impact there, Sam. So congratulations on all the hard work today. And thanks for sharing a little bit more about your story. Quan Chen, let's hear a little bit more about your project and the impact you're creating. What is What was it that led to your passion in fashion? First, thank you, Tom, for inviting us to the podcast and share our uh, beliefs and and what we do to try to solve some DGS, achieve SDGs goals. And for our story where I've been in the fashion retail for almost 10 years, and I have to say that in Asia market, not many people understand or notice the damage the textile and fashion industry has bring on to this environment. Mm. So as we know that textile and fashion industry is the second polluter in the world already. And I, I think that not many, I think at least in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, I think only half of the people understand, no, notice this problem. So what I was doing that, when I, when I was in the retail, fashion retail market for 10 years, I didn't realize anything about how polluted this industry is until I went to UK study my master. So I just realized that I should do something about it since I have the background, I have the experience and how to use my expertise to solve this problem. So that is the reason and the passion that I want to do for the fashion industry. Thank you. Wonderful. It certainly is a huge contributor to emissions around the world. So your work is obviously creating some great impact there. Thanks very much for contributing. So let's hear a little bit from you, Alan. If you can please share a bit about Package Plus and, and the impact that you're creating, that'd be wonderful. Thank you for introductions. Showing the idea business model behind a project is always the first question to answer when it comes to an interview or a speech. But today I want to think of another edition to talk about it. Patch Plus, the names of my project and the companies I found as well, which can interpret the ideas simply and after this. Patch Plus devote the resource to making change on packages used in the e-commerce market. We are offering the circular package renting service, which were made from recycled plastic bottles. Plus means not only upgrades for the package, but also for the consumer behaviors. It is easy to imagine that the key point that makes our circular patch work is people need to complete recycle procedures. That is consumers need to return the patch after they shop online every time. Obvious this is not natural and common behavior. So raising the public awareness for response response both 
and the sustainable consumption is significant and urgent, especially is its rapid development of the e-commerce areas. Don't under underestimate Taiwan. The e-commerce scope of the e-commerce industries is the small islands ranking number seven all over the world. However, there are also two sides of the one coins. The impressive data also show that there was eight million of disposed packaging created by the e-commerce markets in Taiwan's first years, which has cost more than 100,000 tons of compost emissions and need 10 million of tree purifiers. Maybe some people these numbers on distance, but for me they are really intangible, leading my passion to this social innovation project. Thank you, Alan. There's some great impact there. So winning the APSIPA award highlights all of your dedication, hard work and skills to innovate. So let's hear a little bit more about your observations then of this social innovation movement in your respective countries and further afield and where you see any key opportunities. Would you like to start, Alan? To social, uh, to social business camps in Taiwan in 2007 and has gained lots of support from the centrals and the local governors recently. In Taiwan, we have many successful corporates. We train the governance enterprise and the social business. For example, all ministries of the economies have set out a buying power award to encourage enterprise to purchase the mechanisms from the social business over Taipei cities. Government has set out incubators, Taipei selects to facilitate the cooperatives between the social business and the enterprise. The key opportunity lies in the circular economies. I have seen more and more social business which are serving the problems caused by the lion's economies has successful cooperates with the enterprise. For example, uh, we have a social business which provides a reusable cost for the beverage stories to reduce one-time use plastic cups has recently collaborated with the Food Panda in Taiwan. We have another social business named the Storyworks, which provides a circular solution for the fashion industries and has collaborated with the IKEAs in Taiwan. To some um, the circular economy has become a trend. Enterprise should take into the account and think how to merge new concepts in their business model to ensure a long growth in the business. Thanks very much, Alan. Let's hear a little bit from you, Sam Lee, and your observations, because you're working across a number of different countries, but with your brick technology primarily in Nepal at the moment. Where do you see this social innovation movement right now and where are the key opportunities? I think the the social movement that our company concentrates on is definitely on climate change and it's on environmental impact. This is global these days. It's pretty obvious. Every news channel is talking about it. We started to call it, and everybody started to call it from climate change to now climate crisis. Mm. So with a lot of countries pledging carbon neutral, and Korea also pledged that they will go net zero by 2050, there's a lot of pressure in different stakeholders of the society 
to reduce and reuse and recycle on what they used to do without any thought on the value chains and the, and its impact. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That completely makes sense. So it just shows the importance of the work that you're doing in, in helping tackle some of these issues. Quan Chen, you're, Quan Chen, you're also based in, in Taiwan, and I'm keen to hear about some of your experience and observations in this field and where you see some key opportunities and next steps. I do think that 2021 is a great opportunity for sustainable fashion to develop, move forward. Since after COVID-19 and the fashion industry got really hit by the pandemic and every uh, the whole industry actually just shifting into a sustainable fashion direction. Mm. Before the pandemic, everyone is, they think they should do it, but they've been thinking about it, but not doing it. But after the pandemic, every industry, every fashion brand from manufacturer, textile producing to brand itself, they all moving toward to sustainable fashion industry. So for us, we are just a little part of segment in sustainable fashion. So what we do is we want to produce zero waste and non-garbage or like waste textile. But this is just a little part of it. But if we're using raw material or organic cotton more often, or we, we treat our labor fairly, it's all part of sustainable fashion industry. So I think everyone is playing a key part in this movement right now. And I do believe that in Taiwan, since we don't really hit that much by from the pandemic, from the COVID-19, people not really realizing this part of issue, but still people starting to have conscious about ethical fashion. And I do believe the whole Asia market, people start thinking about it and then starting making action of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so much work to be to be done. And you've obviously all of you put a, a huge amount of work into your initiatives to date. So Quan Chen, I'm, I'm keen to hear a little bit more. Perhaps you have a really good piece of advice that you'd be giving to other social entrepreneurs or innovators who are really focusing on biosphere sustainability. What, what would that piece of advice be? I think the very key things for all the designer or entrepreneurs is that putting sustainability into all the mindset, all the very original idea established, even to, this is what I teach to our students as well in the school. If all the designer, they put it into sustainability and circular economy thoughts yeah. into your original design, only not, not only the product design, but also the business development Everything you create, you think about the circularity in the business model. I think you, they will make the world a better place. I think since we, when we create something, where we already know that how we solve these problems. For example, tensile textile, they grow a force to create a fabric. So they know that the original fabric they create is they know the movement of this fabric. At the end, you will be biodegradable. And for us, it's more like we create a garment from a waste. And then we give in the factor, the maker, really sustainable incomes that 
not only the fabric itself or the product itself is zero waste, but also during the process, we're given the people in need and provide the job for the society. I think that's very important for everyone to think about the whole business development into a really sustainable way. Yeah, some great insights there and you know, talking about how we tackle those border social issues mm. as well. So Sam Lee, let's hear a little bit about what you've learned. What advice would you give to other social entrepreneurs or innovators? I have three pieces of advice. One is to start from the problem and focus on the problem that most of us have found a problem that we'd like to solve. And that's how we... That's how we linked to the business and brought this on. So I think staying on that problem is very important. Number two is to look into stakeholder management. We at NOCSR, we're trying to create a multiple win scenario for different stakeholders that's surrounding this brick industry in Nepal. And we seem to have been doing pretty well on that. When somebody or some stakeholder is not happy in the circle, then that's going to impact your business. So it's very important to manage all the stakeholders. The last piece of advice for social enterprises and social entrepreneurs is still we're, we're in the business sector. We're still business is business. So we need to be judged by the business performance and all that. So I hope that including me, that we can all keep that into account and continue on. Some great advice, Sam. And it's obviously, it's very hard to create any impact if we are not economically viable as well. So it's a great point there. So Alan, what have you learned and what advice would you be giving to other social entrepreneurs or innovators? As you trust the focus passive ensures you are trying to create a new interact between the human and environment, finding a dynamic balance. Please be feasible and be patient. Faced by SFE problem is how to be concluded to a lineless casual relationship. Furthermore, there are compared care change reaction that cause communities consequence. So you must be feasible to address your idea or business models making great effort to sense opportunity and the right time. Being patient to be that a change into the realities over periods of time is also important advice to share your with those social innovators. Thanks very much. So to finish off then, what books or resources would all of you recommend to our listeners? Now we have listeners from over 200 countries around the globe and many of them are avid readers. So Sam, would you like to kick off? Sure. The book that I, I recently enjoyed is definitely a famous one from Bill Gates, How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. And I really enjoyed the book and the it also contributed a lot in terms of all the business people trying to read about the climate change and climate disaster crisis. So I really recommend everybody in our environmental sector to, to read the book and get some insights. It sounds like a good one. So we'll stick it to the list in the article as part of this podcast. So thanks very much, Sam. Quan Chen, tell us about a book or resource that you have found really useful. 
I've been following fashion revolution for a long time. Even they publish annual book, so every year they will report the latest crisis that, in fact, fashion industry we need to be aware of. And also, I constantly reading Vogue business is a good reading. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a, even not a book, but they talk about a lot of current sustainable fashion trend, and also fast company. Compass is another really good media to look into if people really into a fashion sustainable industry. Yeah, some good resources there, Quan. Thank you very much for sharing those. And Alan, what suggestions would you have?、Mm, I recommend anyone who is interested in the social business sustainable trend in Taiwan can read the articles from the social enterprise insights. These are from Taiwan Commonwealth Mackenzie. Magazines. These two online media's provide lots of social business and CSR insights, and sometimes they will hold some forums to suppress the ideals of the social business. Thank you very much to all of you today for some great recommendations there, and. For your insights, I mean, you've been so generous with your time today. I wish you all very well, and congratulations on winning the Absipa Biosphere Sustainability Award. We'll certainly be tracking your journeys, and we'll look forward to touching base down the line. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below, and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.